You are listening to Go Doc Yourself, your weekly documentary book club. Listen in while we two errands dissect our most recent documentary find. Sometimes weird, sometimes mainstream, but always entertaining. Grab a cup of coffee and let's clutch. Hi and welcome to Go Doc Yourself. I am Erin McCart. And I'm Erin McCourt. Thank you for joining us this week as we discuss Speed Cubers. This is on Netflix, came out in 2020. It's only 39 minutes long, but they pack a lot into that 39 minutes, I promise you. This is directed by Sue Kim. And interestingly enough, I looked her up. Okay. This is the only thing she has on IMDb. So she's just getting started. I think she's done a couple of her careers prior to this. Mm-hmm. And I want Sue Kim to know that anything she puts out, I will not watch. So I'm a fan. Yeah. I should have looked up some history about speed cubing. Cause it was, do you think it was just a dare that somebody was like, well, if Rubik's cubes are terrible to solve, I think what we should do is also speed it up and add the pressure. And that's, that's how this got going. I think it was probably boys being like, bet I could do it faster than you. And mm-hmm. then it just turned into a competition. Yeah. Yeah. But I went into this thinking it was going to be a bit like the bridge documentary, right? Mm -hmm. Like fierce competition and everyone hates each other. And it was the exact opposite. And it made me so happy. Yes. So happy to watch this. Mm -hmm. I have blindfolds written down. Like did some of these people have blindfolds on? Mm -hmm. How does that work? They don't show the blindfolds. They don't show those competitions like as people actually saw them. But as you watch these and you go through and you're watching the competitions, you see that they can look at it for, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming a specific amount of time. I didn't see how much time. So they see where everything is. Then they're blindfolded. Then Mm -hmm. they solve. Okay. Okay. And so that's where that statistician kind of comes in where he's discussing how they solve Mm -hmm. them so fast. So I think that's kind of the same thing, but okay. So yeah, this opens up with, the 2019 Global Championship. Mm-hmm. I guess every two years, the best speed cubers from around the world gather to compete at the World Championships. Yeah, too much fanfare, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So next girls trip, I think. Uh, hell yes. I'm gonna have to get. I I need to get a Rubik's cube and a Magic Eight Ball. Like I think both of those need to be somewhere in my office. Okay, but the Magic Eight Ball should come first because you can actually use that for decision making. Just saying. <laughs> Outlook, not so good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we're at Worlds 2019, and they're kind of doing a little informal poll of all the kids, or not all kids, but people in the competition, spectators and Mm -hmm. whatnot, and they're asking, who do you think will win? Ooh, you know, and there are two names Mm -hmm. that really pop up here, Mm -hmm. Felix Zemdigs and Max Park, and these are the two front runners, and kind of what the whole documentary centers on. So... We take a little dive into each one of their stories, really, in essence. Mm -hmm. Rita and David Zemdegs, and they talk about Felix breaking world records, and then the media shows up. So I don't have an age that he is when he breaks this world record initially. It just says he broke two by the age of 14. Yeah. They show him attending a lot of, of, he's on a lot of TV shows, a lot of footage of him as a youth going around and showing people all about this, right? 
Right. It's impressive to watch. Mm -hmm. Right. If you watch them half the time, they're not even looking at the cube and they're solving it and their hands just move. So like I got carpal tunnel just watching them do this. I can't even imagine. Yeah. They perpetually have a Rubik's cube in their hand, like the whole documentary. Mm -hmm. And just everybody, everybody that does this, I think they're constantly working on it, tweaking it, like trying to develop muscle memory or whatnot. It's a little bit weird. The Rubik's Cube supply chain must be thrilled with this <laughs> right. whole thing. Right. I mean, after the, after the big <laughs> boom in the 80s, it kind of went downhill, right? So it's just a niche market now. <laughs> right. But I myself have never actually solved one, but that's also because I never cared if I solved one. So. Yeah. I think it's fun when you, you're like, ooh, and then you get halfway in, you're like, yeah, I'm bored. <laughs> right. This is no fun. Yeah. Well, it's marketed like, oh, you have to be really smart. At least it was in the 80s mm -hmm. to start, solve the old Rubik's Cube. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't care that I'm that smart. I guess I'll just, I got two white cubes together and that's <laughs> it, you know, or two greens right. or whatever it was. And then mm -hmm. I moved on. Mm -hmm. Do you think the people who play bridge are also good at playing Rubik's Cube? Because you have to be super smart for both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think what's interesting about bridge is like, that's sort of a lifetime thing, right? Where... They kind of mention in this that it's really as people transition into adulthood that they lose mm -hmm. their ranking. So much like Peter Pan, when you start to grow up. Um, just like Peter Pan. I, I assume you just can't practice as right. much anymore. You don't have countless hours to do nothing but fiddle around with this Rubik's Cubes. Well, and Carpal Tunnel might be so, setting in at that point. If you've been doing it for years, that is not yeah. easy on your hands and your wrists. Right. So Felix wins national or world championships in 2013 and 2015. And it seems about 2017 when we kind of start hearing about Max being on the scene. I think it was interesting because he said he won 2013 and then he went into 2015 mm -hmm. really confident. So he won like with a, a nice margin. And then going into 2017, you know, everyone's like, can anyone beat this kid? Felix spelled F-E-L-I-K-S mm -hmm. as anyone spells that name it just sounds like a plural amount of felix right it's <laughs> more than one sorry it just right. drove me crazy every time i went to write his name i'm like that's not right and i just scratched it out yeah it's tough yep so yeah he thought in 2017 he was good to go but here comes max max park mm -hmm. this kid he was like what at the time he would have been like 15 because i think he was 17 in 2019 mm -hmm. but felix said that he became aware of Max in, I think, 2016. He saw a video of this kid solving a 4 by 4 cube with one hand. Mm -hmm. And he did it in, like, 40 seconds. And Felix was like, I could not beat that. I tried and I tried and I couldn't beat it. Right. And that's impressive. I think, too, the, the footage they showed of that is just the computer and his hand moving over this cube. So it's... It's like a Jaws kind of situation. Like they're just showing you enough to get you real good and interested. Like, ooh, what are that? You know, but his face isn't, his stuff isn't in it. So it's, uh, I found that that was, I don't think it was on purpose. It just happened to make me laugh. I was like, that's good marketing. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about Max? Right. I was going to say, then Max starts breaking all the records, right? He starts one after yeah. another, just taking all of Felix's yep. records down and, you know, they met in 2017 and Max did win. And Felix had mm -hmm. said it was so hard because they're friendly, 
but he's watching this mm-hmm. kid just destroy everything he's done. Not destroy it, but just do better. And that's hard to watch. Right. And so, yeah, you go into it thinking, well, this this is going to be like a rival rivalry. Right. Yeah. Right? Because it's what we're taught in sports, right? right? Like, it's when it all costs. It's, you know, kind of psychological warfare all the time. It's It's this craziness. Take the other people out. Yes. Yeah. These people have managed to save their humanity and almost kind of really embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really sweet. So Schwan Park and Mickey Park are the parents of Max. I love that name, Schwan, by the way. I did too. It's just so unique. It is. I love it. Right, mm-hmm. right. And really, you know, their story is a little bit more difficult because Max is actually autistic. Mm-hmm. They talk about when he is young, uh, the diagnosis is really tough because they're like, you know, we had a lot of expectations for our child and like his development and, you know, what we thought parenthood would be. But I really mm-hmm. like the fact that they were like, you know, we had lots of feelings, but they were able to change their expectations and, you know, love him in a way that, I don't know, it was just sort of a rebranding. You know, they they are really lovely parents. They are doing the best that they can for him. He's not always able to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. He is incredibly focused on anything that he's working on. So much to the exclusion of the other members of his family. So there is some change in that over time as he, you know, starts to incorporate a little bit more family life, you know, kind of acknowledgement of that with his mom. And then I think his dad a little bit later. And it's just really lovely to see Schwan talking about how hard it was on Mickey until Max really started to kind of embrace that mother son relationship and they played together and it was, you know, a lot more Mm -hmm. reciprocal than it had been when he was super little. So it was really sweet. It was. And it was interesting to hear her talk about, you know, at first it's hard because he doesn't want to look at you or talk to you. He's just in his own world. And for her to finally embrace, you know what? Okay, well, I will join him in his world instead of asking him to come into ours, right? So if he would lay down and play, she would lay down and play with him. And Mm -hmm. she would just kind of do what he would do. And eventually he was like, oh, this is cool and started to play back. But it's, it is difficult. They just seem like such genuinely good people, right? And they're such very lovely people. It's so neat to watch. They said that Max had issues with dexterity mm-hmm. when he was younger, right? So they mm-hmm. had different tasks and different games for him to play to get better at that. And one of them was a Rubik's Cube. So he was fascinated with it. Mickey went online and learned how to solve it. And then she showed him how to solve it. Mm-hmm. And he just took off from there. Like he never put it down after that. He's been doing yes. it ever since. And I absolutely believe that. He's eating dinner. He's taking a shower. All these things. He's got a Rubik's Cube in his hand. Mm-hmm. The shower thing is just a joke. But right. literally every other time you see him, he's got I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's mm-hmm. to say? Hopefully they're watertight. <laughs> they're plastic. I don't think they'll rust. <laughs> well, I mean, the stickers could come off. I don't know. <laughs> they're probably of higher quality than the Rubik's Cubes of old. That just shows you how in touch I am with this world. But I liked that they used this kind of as a vehicle to help him work on the dexterity, obviously the social skills. And so Mm -hmm. it really started off for them in that it wasn't that they were hoping that this would make him famous or whatever. That's not really what they were doing, but I thought it was sweet. It is very sweet. Yeah. They had talked about how their first competition was really just a social outing Mm -hmm. for him. Like, look at all the other people and you have to wait your turn and you have to kind of look and see what other people are doing and watch for mm-hmm. cues. And it was very interesting. And and he won. And it's interesting to see how people can use different things as mm-hmm. learning. I mean, it turned out to be so much more, but 
how they're like, listen, this is how we approached it. And this is how we approach learning. And I know when you have a child on the spectrum, it's, it's different, right? Mm -hmm. You, everything you do to teach them is different than what you would teach a different Mm -hmm. child to do. And so they just did a really good job of thinking outside the box and using everything to their advantage. Yeah. And of course he is a big fan of Felix's. Oh yeah. And that's really cute. He's so excited to meet Felix. Yeah. They met for the first time in the 2017 worlds and they discussed that he's, so Max is like a 17 year old kid, but he's six foot tall, but his emotional intelligence they say is about seven to Mm -hmm. nine years old. But Felix seems to really take to him. They have this relationship, Mm -hmm. like they're friends and like anything Felix wants to do, (laughs) Max wants Mm -hmm. to do. So like his dad, this cracked me up. His dad was like, well, have to brush your teeth because Felix does parenting 101 right there like absolutely yep. yeah ha- yep. haven't we all done that mm-hmm. absolutely I loved it and Felix just seems to be possibly the most genuine and lovely person on the planet uh, he's definitely got my vote right. he's just I don't know like doesn't really you can tell that it bothers him because like Max might really be better than him right mm-hmm. but he chooses to be Max's friend rather than hold on to that fear or whatever it is of his loss of success. He wants to be mm-hmm. really good to this person. And, you know, is it possibly because mm-hmm. Max doesn't have a lot of friends or has some different challenges in his life and Felix is aware of his influence, perhaps? Uh, those were some of the things that I was thinking mm-hmm. about while I was watching this. And it's just so cool to hear um, the parks talk about Felix to everybody it's so cute mm-hmm. so it really is refreshing to mm-hmm. see in this day and age of sports when we talk about things like dirty tricks where you have someone who I didn't win so I'm going to make sure I take everyone down with me type of mentality versus here's this kid Max coming up breaking the records that Felix mm-hmm. had set and after each record gets broken Felix sends a text to congratulate yeah. him to let him know he's proud mm-hmm. of him and it's just yeah. beautiful yeah it's really lovely you want to talk a little bit about how these cubes get solved? So we meet Kit Clementine, or sorry, it's not Clementine. <laughs> he's now. He's now. <laughs> Kit Clement. He's a statistics professor at Portland mm-hmm. State University. And he talks about how it's really all algorithms, move algorithms, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of people can relate to that better because in this day and age sure, of computing, yeah. you kind of get it. He said, most serious cubers learn about 300 different algorithms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> over and over again. The top cubers have very fast pattern recognition and the ability to memorize hundreds of algorithms and kind of put them into muscle mm-hmm. memory. So there's not a whole lot of thinking. It's just go, go, right. go. Almost reflexive. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that kind of comes in and you can understand if you're, I mean, they don't discuss how much practice you have to do to be at a, like a world champion level, but mm-hmm. I assume it's just nearly constant because again, they always have a Rubik's cube in their hand, like one handed, they'll always. be just solving stuff one handed all the time. It's something else. Mm-hmm. I also like that he mentioned that the three by three, which is kind of the the classic, the original, that's the hottest ticket mm-hmm. in this whole thing. So you can right. do your seven by sevens, you can do four by fours in all this, but it's really that first one that is the one that stood the test of time, the biggest deal. The most coveted. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Because although the the larger the cube, the more difficult, right? Right. A seven by mm-hmm. seven is going to be much more difficult. But the three by three, like you said, is the original. Therefore, everyone wants that title. Everyone wants that record. Now, although Max has broken almost all of Felix's records, Felix still holds the record for the three by three average. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Like they I do it several so. times yeah. over. Yeah. So we're going into this 2019 World Champions in Melbourne, Australia, or Melbourne. Melbourne. So what they say? If I want to go there, I have to get it right. So <laughs> I think that's how they let you in. All right. Otherwise, they just turn you around and yep, walk you back yep. out. Mm-hmm. And they fly down. So the you know Max's family flies down, mm-hmm. and that's where Felix and his family are from, are from Australia. Mm-hmm. And live there. And I believe at the time Felix is living in Sydney, but he's born and raised in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So he was excited to go back and compete there. And he met them and they went out to dinner. It was just lovely. Mm -hmm. But they start this competition. And first of all, you can tell Felix is not having a good start. It's kind of slow. And he's frustrated with himself. You could see Mm -hmm. it. He's frustrated with himself. And Max is breaking records. He ends up winning world champion for the seven by seven, the six by six, the five by five, the four by four, and one handed. Right. They don't say which one handed cube they do, but it's a one handed. <laughs> also, I want to mention that you have people solving them with their feet, and you have people solving triangles yep. and blindfolded, yep. and it's madness. It's, All ages. Yeah, the feet thing was hilarious. I was like, oh my God. Do they clean them after? I mean, I'd like to think so. Maybe if you, that's your cube for the day, you get to go home with that one. They're just like, they're not even worried about it. No, no. You keep that. That's your entrance fee. So, yeah, I was surprised at how eclectic the mix Mm -hmm. of people are, right? Of the ages and from all over the world. You had the female competing in the three by three finals for the first time in forever. She was from France. Mm -hmm. Well done, France. And also I had to look up some of the rules because I had questions. Okay, let's hear about it. Okay. So they walk up. They have like a box over their queue. Mm -hmm. And... They lift it up and they kind of hold it and they look at all the sides for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe 20 seconds at most, right? If that. Yeah. And then they put it down and they put their hands down and then they start and they just solve it real uh-huh. fast. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, okay, one, what is that time that they're allowed to look at it? I could not find that. I'm sure it's different for each set of cubes. Could be. But two, I was like, okay, who sets all these they all have to be the same for the competition, right? Otherwise, it's not fair. So they have to have all have the same random pattern. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They did have some different names for things. Like somebody said the yellow cross and some of that kind of stuff. So you kind of get different yeah. moves. Yeah. So I kind of got a sense of there are some standards here. And this is the three mm-hmm. by three. Yeah. Yeah. So I looked at it and the randomization is all computerized. All right. And there's like one key holder or whatever that that has all of them. But I'm like, okay, so who's actually randomized? So they get the randomized cube pattern. Who does it for all these cubes? That's crazy, right? I feel like that would take a long time. I mean, maybe that's the beauty of working the event. Like you're like kind of behind the scenes and you get to help set up and tear down and hall monitor, whatever you want to call that. Right. Yeah. The proctors and whatever. There's people sitting all Mm -hmm. around for that. But yeah. Yeah. Because what if you knew this cube was going out, you're doing it, you're randomizing it for the next person, and that's your favorite. And so you make it just a little bit easier. So does someone do a QC check? I don't know. I suppose it depends. Like, they didn't discuss, like, is there money one? Is it just bragging rights? You know, at least that I saw, right? like, are there scholarships, which would have been interesting, but they didn't mention that. So mm-hmm. could be, 
if the money situation is not such that it's just on the honor system, I don't know. Right. These seem to be generally much better people involved than <laughs> are in the bridge yeah. community. Yes. <laughs> they all seemed fairly happy with each other. Mm-hmm. Even if they were sad that they did not win, they were happy for the people who won. Right. It, it was a great culture. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of cross country in that way, except for these kids don't look quite as miserable while they're competing. But it is really the atmosphere of like, you cheer for everybody, you really want everybody to do their personal Mm -hmm. best, even if it's, you know, not your team or whatever. I mean, and I really appreciated that Mm -hmm. about going to the meets and stuff. So good. It makes me think of the British Bake Off. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Can we talk about the fact I was extremely stressed watching this competition of the three by three finals? Well, you know, it's the biggest of deals. I was laughing my butt off because there were live commentators. (laughs) <laughs> right hushed hushed you know how tones. i feel about that i'm just like oh you mm-hmm. know it's a big deal if there's somebody being like and he's going for the win you know or whatever i mean like <laughs> this is how it happens in in seconds but it was really funny to see that too and that they can somehow see the moves they're making right who knows where yes. they're sitting yeah and it's a tiny kid and they're like she's going for the yellow cross and she's going to do this and i was like how do you even see that their hands are moving so fast it's well, crazy you really have to be able to practice this to be able to see it. Like your lay person isn't going to be able to just walk in and appreciate this sport. Much like how we talked about in bridge. This mm-hmm. is like the anti-bridge. Mm-hmm. Can we just say that? Absolutely. Out there in the world. Yeah. The yin and the yang of the sporting world, if you will. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. So yeah, we we're down to the top 16 in the three by three. It's the, the one that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. They get to solve three each. Right. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I assume they average those times to get a time or did they take the best one? It seems like an average. It looked like an average because, well, I guess I don't know. There was a point where Felix was saying kind of to some of his cronies who I guess are all more like heavily in the know here. And he was like, what does he need to win? And they were like 6.7. You know what I mean? So I don't, they didn't say again, whether or not that was an average or the best time. I feel like if, if it was the best time, he would have known what needed to be beat versus an average. You need to know what is the best average. Also, yeah. here's his running average, and this is what he needs to get better. So mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. it is an average of the three. So, yeah, we see Frances female come out and mm-hmm. do a great job. She's wearing her flag. Yeah. Hilarious. Like a cape yeah. because she's a superhero. Yeah. Fuck yeah. She really is. Representing yeah. the women's. Mm-hmm. We see some some kids from Germany come out all over but then we see felix mm-hmm. <sighs> felix's first one was hard to watch because mm-hmm. one it was slower it was like seven and a half seconds i think 6.4 was the top time at that point sure and it was like seven and a half but also he didn't quite fully get that last turn in turn. Mm-hmm. so he got a two second deduction for that right right <sighs> so and you can see it on his face like he knows mm-hmm. you know it's not his best work. So, you know, he moves through the second and third and they were much better. Yes. But he knows he's not on the podium, as mm-hmm. they say. Right. Right. You know, it's just not what he expected to do, basically. Right. You know, and it's in your hometown. You know what I mean? Like, come on. That's tough. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But he handles it brilliantly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he waves. He, you know what I mean? He's a true sportsman in that way and, yep. you know, kind of moves off the stage and, you know, and he's cheering for the next competitor right right cheering for max mm -hmm. like he can do it i know he can do it he's the best Mm -hmm. it's impressive 
But also, they were the top two. Max and Felix were the top two competitors going mm-hmm. into this entire competition, right? And they had thought that Max would kind of has plowed over Felix over time. But Felix had just won like a nationals or like U.S. championship mm-hmm. the year before. And so they're like, who knows? It might just be a day-to-day thing. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like he had slid down and hadn't come back up. He had been winning right. as well. Yes. So Max comes up. And this is where my stress is just... <laughs> so high for this kid but also you know we didn't necessarily talk about his dad is very concerned about him losing Mm -hmm. and like how is he gonna handle the stress because again he's this you know really young child in this great big old body Mm -hmm. and he hasn't really been exposed to that before so his dad is really concerned about like how will we help him through this how will he deal with it you know Mm -hmm. I, i don't think there's a there's a feeling that his dad will be embarrassed or he's not like a stage dad. You know what I mean? It's not like that. It's more like we want to help guide him through this new experience, the best of our ability. And I thought that was, Mm -hmm. you know, you you kind of feel for them too, because it's just like, I mean, what parent hasn't been in that situation? So, yeah. Oh, right. And Mickey walking him out because he'd already won, like I said, like five world championships at this point in this single competition. So you know, she's walking out. She's like, I'm so proud of you. No matter what, no matter what, I'm proud of you. And he is doing a good job of, of counting out. I don't need to win. I just want a sub six average. I don't need to win. Mm-hmm. I just want a sub six average. Right, right. Which is a high goal when you think of how well everyone's been doing and getting like the mid sixes. And you're like, damn, kid. Ooh, yeah. Aim high. Right. Okay. So he comes out. And this first one is a little bit slower. It's about 7.2 seconds. Mm-hmm. The second one is really good. I think it was like 6.3 or something. Right. So that's when Felix is asking others, what does he need to win? And he needed about a 6.7 right. to win. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being a little bit too slow. Yep. And so he ended up in fourth place. Right. Yes. And a kid from Germany won the championship. Philip Weyer. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. And it's really cute because he's going around signing autographs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He signed your Rubik's Cubes. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. really neat. Right. Yes, and then Max is in fourth place. Felix comes in fifth. Mm-hmm. So while not, as they say, on the podium when in first, second, or third, you know, they're in the hunt. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I love that as Max and Felix are talking, Felix is like, well, mm-hmm. you still beat me, right? That's one thing. Yeah. But also Max kept saying, well, not on the podium makes us stronger because Felix and him have this mantra that mm-hmm. if we make mistakes, if things happen, it makes us stronger. And so that's what he was saying. It makes me stronger. I'll just move forward. And he dealt with it Mm -hmm. so well. So well. Right. So again, it's just really sweet. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a couple of times that Max's dad talks about, I don't know that it's certainly on this day or this certain competition, but, you know, they talk about seeing Max mirror appear on the podium, seeing him like kind of check in the scene and see what others are doing, which is a huge win mm-hmm. for, you know, an autistic kid that has trouble with those social cues. So right. it's just really neat to see like their parental pride comes from such a different place. Like, you know, he's growing and he's learning and he's, you know, mm-hmm. doing well. And so I think that was really cute to, you know, it's not, they're not focused on his wins and losses and his timing and those kinds of things. Because, you know, a lot of times you hear about great athletes or kids that are great at anything had a lot of pushing and stuff from their folks 
mm-hmm. um, like almost like a living through the kid kind of situation. Oh, right. And that's not what's going on here at all. This is really lovely and from the heart and in the best interest of this kid. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's really sweet to see that. It is. And how much they as a family appreciate mm-hmm. Felix, recognize how much yes. he has helped them and being a friend mm-hmm. with Max. It's just such a good relationship they all have together. <laughs> And yeah. Felix is talking about at the end, you know, he he's kind of crying because they're asking him, mm-hmm. you know, how do you feel about this championship? And of course, he's like, well, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But honestly, he started crying more when he was thinking about Max. He's like, because I've been there. Sure. I've been where you expect something and it doesn't happen and it really hurts. And it was just a, lo- a little sad to watch. It made me cry. It made me cry a little bit. Yeah, it's a real tearjerker. And again, mm-hmm. you just... Felix just seems like the nicest kid, you know, to kind of take it, take himself out of his own situation and really be the best friend possible. Like I said, there are adults that can't do that. And this kid is, I mean, he's got an internship in finance. So he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's out of college, but he's of college age is sort of how mm-hmm. I understood that, you know, and I think he's sort of on the precipice of being perhaps one of those people that is aging out of this, like not able to practice so much. They don't expressly say that, but I think that's sort of maybe Mm -hmm. the inevitability of what's going to happen here. Right. I don't know. And we talk about Max's parents and how amazing they are as parents. And they are Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. But I also want to mention Felix's parents. They don't Mm -hmm. talk to them as much, just Mm -hmm. a little bit at the beginning, but they should be so proud as well, because not only have they raised a son that one is clearly doing well in his chosen sport or whatever but he's such a good human being and he's so good to others and he's got that sportsmanship and that Mm -hmm. surely has a lot to do with them and how they raise him so oh yeah they're obviously amazing parents as well yeah so yeah it's really a it's just a heart warmer all the way around if you need a little pick me up in our Mm -hmm. very grumpy world right now you know what I mean it's just (laughs) it's so refreshing so yes that's the perfect word yeah it is short, but it packs a punch and it just makes you feel good about everything and mm-hmm. everyone. And maybe you should go out and buy a Rubik's Cube. I'm just saying this. Yes. This needs to continue. Agreed. Whatever good juju they've got going on over there, uh, we mm-hmm. need to spread that out a little bit more. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. It was very good. And I'm going to look and see where the next championships are held so we can go and cheer them on. Wouldn't and that be I don't fun? Know, I might have pom-poms. You don't know. I mean, I can be quite obnoxious in the stands, like in the best way possible. I don't know. Like, Foam fingers. Yeah. 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 <gasps> can we paint ourselves up? Hell yeah, yeah. we can. <laughs> we'll just paint ourselves like the flag of whatever country we want to win. I think we should paint ourselves like we should get enough people that ever, you can have one for every color on the Rubik's Cube. And then we just like mm-hmm. switch directions. Like we just switch places Real really fast. fast. <laughs> stands the whole time. <laughs> Uh, there you go. <laughs> that would be hysterical. <sighs> yeah, that'd be super fun. Yeah, I really got to find a way to market these ridiculous skills. So, well, I think we're we're doing it here, but we don't market well <laughs> since we do all this for free. <laughs> That's right. I'll have to change that one of these days. Okay. Next week we're going to take a little bit of a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a sharp, sharp U-turn. Back to our roots, as it were. We're going to do Our Father on Netflix. This gem, again, running about an hour and 37 minutes, which we tend to favor on this show, taking place in Indianapolis. Aren't we proud? (laughs) I know. 
Hundred percent. I'm not going to say anything else about it because I don't want to spoil it for everyone. But everybody is talking about this. Our friend at work, Terrence, recommended this to us, mm-hmm. among others. So um, thanks for thinking of us, Terrence. They like, oh, something horrible. You guys need to watch it. <laughs> It's pretty much how that came out of his face, too, yes. Right, exactly, 100%. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Go Doc Yourself. We would ask that you rate, review, and subscribe so we can hopefully bring these these little nuggets to more ears. Mm-hmm. That's our plan anyway. That's our goal. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.